0: This is your fair warning that this episode contains incredible amounts of spoilers for the movie Glass Onion. If you have not seen this movie yet, turn this off, turn around, go watch the movie, and come back. Otherwise, we'll see you there. Hello everyone, and welcome to this pilot episode of The Cinema Arcade. In this first episode, I have a very special guest on to talk about one of my most look forward to movies of 2022, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. We talk about so many great things. We talk about the mysteries, the murder, some really suspect clothing choices, and so much more. So if you guys are ready, strap in, insert your quarters, and let's get into it. Welcome everyone. This is it. This is episode one. This is the cinema arcade, the only place in the world that combines the three best forms of entertainment with movies, video games, and pinball. I'm so excited to be here. This is the first episode. I have a very special guest with me today. None other than my fiance, Corinne. Welcome, Corinne. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here for your very first episode.
0: I can honestly say I wouldn't be here without you. You've given me so much support to get this off the ground, and I am pumped
1: You'd to talk be about this movie. you here anyway.
0: No, that's not true. So why don't you uh, give us a little introduction into your movie life. What are your top four movies?
1: So I've put some thought into this. Um, I have to say, I think some of my movies, they, they kind of uh, vary in range. Mm-hmm. So the first one that immediately came to mind was Begin Again uh, by John Arnie, I think. Nice. You love that movie. <laughs> I do love that movie. And part of why I love it bec- is because it encapsulates music, which I really love. And it's just kind of a feel-good movie. There's, It's not really a rom-com, but um, it's definitely... It's kind of like an
0: anti-rom-com, right? It kind of is. too many characters are, like actively not trying to get together.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's not... Oops. It's not one of those um, like enemies-to-lovers stories. It's just like enemies-to-friends, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> which is... A nice change of pace. Is,
0: that is a good movie. Yeah. We've definitely watched it together. All right, what's number two?
1: Number two, of course, I have Taken with Liam mm. Neeson. It's a classic. Memorized all the lines in high school. I couldn't have not put that one on my list.
0: Which is interesting because knowing you now, you hate violent movies. I
1: do. But Liam Neeson holds a special place in my heart.
0: He kills like, what, 128 people But it's in
1: all movie? in the name of, of finding his daughter.
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. I guess we can give it a
1: pass on. <laughs> um, my third one... A dark one. Girl Interrupted.
0: Mm, that is a dark one.
1: It is a dark one, but I, because I do work in mental health, I think it also holds a special place in my heart, and there's a scene. Nice.
0: Okay. That's very good. Number four. Let's tie it all together.
1: Number four. Also kind of a sad one, but it's a good one. Um, my Girl. My Girl. My Girl.
0: Is that the one with Macaulay Culkin? It is. And the bees? It is. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It
1: turns It turns dark, but it ends on a lighter note.
0: Sure. Yeah. I, know, I think I know I've seen it before, obviously. I do not remember how it ends. It's, I just remember the bees.
1: <laughs> That's really the most important part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's certainly a movie I watch when I need to cry. That's fair. <laughs> so those are those are my top four, kind of all nice. over the place. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to stick to it.
0: Nice. Very nice. And I suppose this being the first episode, I should give my top four. Let's to hear it. Introduce to the masses. Uh, mine are definitely not in any order. I don't know if yours were in order. They were not. Okay, great. Mine aren't either. So, number one, I'm going to get it out. We're starting with Knives Out. Of course. love Knives Out. It's
1: a great movie. One of my
0: best cinema experiences. I saw that in the movie theater alone. Nobody else Mm
1: -hmm. in the theater.
0: Love that. (laughs) Great movie. I mean, just one of the best. I have a great Letterbox review up there. Yeah. If people want to read it. Absolutely. Very passionate. I've never left a theater more, like, invigorated to Mm. create than when I left the theater for Knives Out. Nice. It was amazing.
1: It's a really good one. It almost made my list.
0: Oh, I wish it did. <laughs> uh, number two for me, definitely The Grand Budapest Hotel.
1: Of course. Another
0: movie. I saw this first, my first film class in college. We watched it. We used to have class like twice a week. Once was in the morning on a Tuesday. And Thursday, it was movie night. It was like a 9 p.m. class.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We'd go just watch the movie together as a class, whatever it was that week. One week and just. group. Uh, but no, I mean, I love that movie. The visual style of that movie, the costumes, the colors, mm-hmm. the cinematography, every, it's got everything. It's a good one. It's For me, that's the most beautiful movie there is. Gosh, what is number three? Oh, I know it. Number three is The Burbs.
1: The Burbs. The
0: Burbs. Tom Hanks at his peak. What is Tom Hanks <laughs> doing right now? <laughs> Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis. Are you kidding me? Get yeah. him out of here. Get that man into a screwball comedy, get him back to his roots.
1: His roots. The, the birds is
0: so good. It's so goofy. I watch that. It's like a comfort movie.
1: Yeah. I watch that yeah. during
0: my infusion sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I love it so much.
1: When did that movie come out? Do you know?
0: Oh, when it put me on the spot? Like eighty nine, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, something like that. Hold on, I got it's look it's no. It's not. It's cer- certainly not a new movie.
0: It's certainly not a new movie. Gosh, so funny. What a great movie. Number four, probably always in forever, even though I do change it on Letterboxd, Back to the Future.
1: Mm, that's a classic. One of those classic. movies
0: I've watched it a ton growing up, just like sci-fi, adventure, humor, mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox. Um, I have, I have a pinball machine I've been rethinking Back to the Future. And that's I know much I, Gosh, what a great time. <laughs> so I need to watch that movie again. It's been a little. But yeah, that's my top four. We've heard your it's top, a four. top four. It's no. a good top four. It's a good top four. So it was just Christmas. It was just New Year's. We had a pretty hectic holiday season. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Odin, who has been chewing something vehemently in the background, don't even know if you can hear it, but he's (laughs) going at his toy basket like there's no tomorrow. Full of
1: toys, mind you. Yeah,
0: full of toys that he won't play with. But um, (laughs) he had a good time. He was a bit crazy going to our family's houses. Mm -hmm. But regardless, holiday season. What have you watched lately? Anything good?
1: (sighs) You know, I always watch, I try to watch some of those, like, Netflix Christmas movies. None of them really stood out to me. I did re-watch, um, I think it's Dash and Lily, or Lily mm. and Dash. It's yeah. kind of like a Christmas, <laughs> you can hear Odin maybe, oh, yeah. um, kind of like a Christmas series. Um, and that's pretty good. I watched it last year, but but nothing outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say a comfort show that I recently watched throughout this crazy holiday season. Uh, I rewatched New Girl recently. Classic. It is a classic. New Girl's you really amazing. You can't go, wrong, you with can't go wrong with New Girl. There's so many funny one-liners in it that just that come out at the perfect moments. Mm-hmm. So
0: brilliant writing that show. It, so funny.
1: It is, and All I the forget how. Yeah. Oof. I forget how good it is until I rewatch it. Right. And I'm like, wow, this really is a good show.
0: hundred <laughs> percent. Mm, That's exciting. That was a great show.
1: It is. It's a good comfort show during this <laughs> crazy time.
0: <laughs> so the New World of Warcraft expansion came out. I sunk a lot of time into that since it came out. I mm-hmm. kind of stopped playing WoW well for a little bit. Not like stopped, but like didn't take it seriously for a while. Now we're back. We're raiding. Got the raid team. We're doing Mythic Plus. We're doing all the high-end content. It's a- I'm having so much fun with Dragonflight.
1: That's awesome. So good.
0: Um... But yeah, I didn't really watch that much. Just like a few Christmas things, like mm-hmm. at your parents' house. Yeah, um, Like the, the Beauty and the Beast 30th anniversary.
1: Yeah. That, was, I actually liked that. That was, was pretty good.
0: I thought that like the blend of the live action performers and the old, like actual. Most recently, yesterday, I watched a movie, <laughs> uh, To Be or Not To Be.
1: What's that about?
0: Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> So I was wondering what was going to be my first letterbox log of the new year. Yeah. I didn't know what it was supposed to be. I asked some friends in the VHS village. Yeah. Got a lot of bad answers. Okay. Uh, but I got a few good ones. one of them was to be or not to be. Um, like 1940.
1: 1940- What's the issue?
0: I'm looking, at, I'm looking up the date. To be or not to be. 1942. The issue is I watched the wrong one.
1: Oh, trainer!
0: <laughs> I watched *To Be or Not to Be* 1983.
1: Oh, that's different. Which apparently
0: is a remake of it, and it's a remake by Mel Brooks, an incredible director who makes okay. some yeah. like mm-hmm. *Blazing Saddles*. Your parents gave us *Blazing Saddles*, yep. I took it from them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they mean they offered. They did offer, but <laughs> you didn't I, steal. I
0: didn't steal it. I I just physically took it with us. Home. That you'd-
1: well. To Maine.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, they shipped it because I forgot it. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, is um, incredible. I love his work. Um, it was actually quite funny. It's about, uh, it takes place in Poland, a theater, like a musical theater in Poland, mm-hmm. um, right as World War Two is breaking out. And it's kind of the trials and tribulations as they get taken over by the Gestapo and like the SS and the wow. Nazis and like how they're fighting back with like humor and their shows and their trying to help an American who might be cheating on the director's wife. It's a whole thing. Um, but they're helping him take out one of the Gestapo agents. It's kind of dark, but like the Mel Brooks humor is so like yeah. prevalent throughout that it's just hilariously funny. Nice. Um, apparently, the 1942 version is also the same story. Okay. So I <laughs> have to watch that one. So without further ado. Let's get into it. I'm so excited to talk about this movie. This was my most anticipated movie of 2022.
1: I'm pumped.
0: I'm so pumped. Glass onion.
1: I know. And to think I watched it before you.
0: (laughs) We didn't have to say that. Cut the stream.
1: (laughs) Cut the cameras. And I told you, I said, Trainer, I need you to watch this movie because I need someone to talk about it with. And And you said, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get
0: to it. I'll get to it. I'm very bad. Well, you know what the issue is?
1: What's the issue? I'm going to jump
0: into literally point one for me. All right. Uh, which is a big issue. The issue is this did not come to theaters in Maine.
1: Mm, it came to theaters issue.
0: other places, like, in November, I think. Really? Yeah, right around the time when the first Knives Out came out, like, many years ago. Okay. Uh, that came out in November, too. But it hit select theaters, and I was pumped. I checked every single day for, like, a month, waiting for a theater in Maine to be like, oh, here it is. Mm-hmm. Glass Onion in theaters never happened. Hmm. Never happened. It's
1: kind of surprising. It is
0: very surprising. I don't know why they just skipped Maine, but I'm learning more and more movies are just skipping Maine. The last Steven Spielberg, Maine didn't get it until now. (laughs) It's in theaters now, but it's been, you know, it came out a month ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. That really made me upset. And like watching Glass Onion, just sitting there being like, wow, I so wish I was seeing this in the theater instead of my third monitor at work. Like, come on. (laughs) How fair is that? It's not.
1: It's not not so, fair to be watching a movie at work.
0: No, all right. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant. I digress. I wish. I so wish it came out. Hmm? It's
1: not a takeaway. It's not a takeaway from the it movie. It is a takeaway.
0: They're taking away from my movie watching experience. <laughs> that's my point one.
1: All right. Well, I think my point one. So I watched this movie and then I actually rewatched it because I think – it was important for me to do that. Because uh, <laughs> you didn't take notes Because I didn't time. take notes the first time. <laughs> but the second time, I was watching it with, um, I think, more of a critical eye, um, with an intent to learn something and uh, take things away from it. So I think my biggest takeaway was the, like, overarching theme that came up a lot mm-hmm. in, throughout the movie. And it was... I don't know if it was maybe a metaphor. I'm sure it was. But the fact that, right, there's this glass onion and Miles is talking all about the layers and the complexities and it's really clear and, you know, all of that, those um, like monologues that he has throughout the movie. But the entire movie itself and how everything plays out is like an onion or a glass onion in itself. Right. So the story takes all of the viewers, the audience on this journey, slowly peeling back more layers, revealing more things about the characters, revealing um, like secondary layers that we didn't see in the first half of the movie or that we may have missed Mm -hmm. until we get to the center of it. And that kind of blew my mind. I was like, we're talking about this glass onion, but the movie itself is a glass onion.
0: The whole thing's the glass onion. The whole
1: thing is the glass onion trainer. So... (laughs) That was something that um, I thought a lot about, and I just I have to add this little tidbit in there as well. When they were all opening the boxes mm-hmm. in the very beginning, and the song played, and it was a fugue. Mm-hmm. That is, it's like the same thing as an onion, right? Mm-hmm. There's a fugue. It's a musical puzzle of one tune layered on top of itself which then changes the structure it becomes a new structure a new story and that's exactly what this movie did as well yeah one thing layered on top of itself to become something new and i'm kind of like a musical nerd so i thought that was super cool yeah
0: that's great (laughs) yeah which kind of segues into another like Part of this movie that I love, but Ryan Johnson in general, is the, like, random cameos of other celebrities. Yes. Like,
1: oh, my gosh. Did you
0: catch who gave you that information about the fugue? Do you know who that was?
1: No, I didn't catch it.
0: That was Yo-Yo Ma.
1: Stop it. It was. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I oh, my God. I didn't catch that.
0: I don't know how I recognize him, but I'm like, that's Yo-Yo Ma. That <laughs> was um,
1: amazing. It was, like,
0: so cool. It was such a, like, fun little, like, first of many cameos yes, in that movie. Yes, so many. That puzzle box, I want it. I want it so bad. I'm
1: not surprised.
0: (laughs) I would just want to play with it. Oh my gosh, another not really a cameo, but like a small part. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, I forget. I don't even know the mother, Duke's mother. She was my
1: favorite (laughs) character.
0: Amazing. (laughs) There's the actress. I don't know her name, and I could probably look it up if I want to. Yeah. But I don't even know the character's name. Like, Duke's mom. <laughs> is, is she given an actual name? I, I don't know. But the actress is from one of my favorite shows in the last 10 years, which is only murders in the building.
1: Yes, that's yeah. who it was. So I knew just, she was familiar. Right?
0: She's just killing it with the murder mystery. Yeah. Right? But her character is so funny.
1: I could not believe anything that came out of her mouth. Yeah. That,
0: I, was, <laughs> go ahead.
1: that was hilarious. That was so
0: funny. But like it also kind of highlights... A further point,
1: yeah,
0: um, that I want to talk about later okay. about <laughs> how Braun is just an idiot. As oh, <laughs> Blanc says a lot, so I guess it's back to me. Back for to my you. Next point. What do you got? Is Benoit Blanc the greatest on-screen detective there's ever been? I love the guy. He's great. He's incredible.
1: He's a he's a good good seed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I like his. I think Daniel Craig plays his character so perfectly. Mm-hmm. There's like so much so many intricacies with the, like yes. facial expressions. You can nuances. see when he's recognized. Yeah, the nuances of him like recognizing a clue. Or, like even when he realizes um God in Duke, right? That's mm-hmm. his name. When Duke dies.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's like literally at his head, you yeah. can see him like sniff once. Yeah. And he's like, he knows it's the pineapple yeah. juice right away. Yeah. Which I wrote down in my notes. I didn't expect Duke to die. Then in parentheses, pineapple question mark. Mm -hmm. So I knew right away, like, Mm -hmm. there's probably just pineapple in that drink.
1: But absolutely.
0: Yeah. Daniel Craig playing Benoit Blanc is incredible.
1: Oh, he is amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's another another great cameo uh, that goes along with Benoit Blanc. Now, we know Benoit Blanc is gay. Awesome. Because he has a partner. Yes. Hugh Grant, amazing actor. Yep. From so many amazing things. Uh, opens. Answers the door. He's got the like flour on him. He's holding some yeast. Yep. It takes place in the pandemic. Man's making that bread. <laughs> um, which is awesome. I love the fact that Ben Blanc is gay. Just makes him a yeah. good gay character.
1: It does. It does. And it's not... Um... It's not like specifically said, nothing is said yeah. about it. It's, it's just, not
0: forced into place. It's just right. like, oh, it's somebody answers the, the door, it's his partner. Great. Part of the we movie. love it. Yeah. I already love Blanc. I love him even more now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. God, what a great character. I mean, I'm right. notorious for enjoying Death on the Nile, the movie. I hate yes. to bring up Death on the Nile, but yeah. I'll probably bring it up every single episode of this podcast. <sighs> <laughs> you and everyone else who listens <laughs> to this. Um, Hercule Poirot. Yeah, Benoit Blanc is just amazing. I love the character. I think Ryan Johnson wrote an incredible character. I think. Um, I think you're right. Daniel Craig plays a great character. I think it's just a match made in heaven. Incredible. That's my point number two. I'm putting it back to you.
1: So mine goes. <laughs> you can tell I am an academic person because mm. mine again goes back to theme. So we have Miles' monologue where they're at the poolside. He's talking about the disruptors and how to break something small and then continuously breaking something bigger and bigger and bigger until you get to the point where people are going to tell you to stop and you have to keep going. Mm -hmm. Right. And in that moment for me, I was thinking, you know, what is the point of that? What is the point of keeping going? Like, what is the purpose behind the breaking. Mm -hmm. Is it just to break things? Is it for the improvement of something else? And I couldn't quite grasp that from him. But then at the end of the movie, she did exactly what he told her to do. Word for word. Right? She took something small, something he was probably kind of tired of anyway, wanted it to break probably, all his little stuff. It got to the point where he was the one telling her to stop. Yeah. And you can't do this anymore. You need to stop. And she continued to push and continued to break. And I think what he called the infraction point. Yeah. Um, until she burned down the Mona Lisa, right? Which no one wants to happen. No yeah. one wants to break. And then she took clear with it. So she broke the entire system for yeah. him. And I think it just, it kind of shows uh, the foreshadowing that's gonna happen, yeah. and it was it was so satisfying to watch.
0: Yeah, I know it was like the biggest difference I think between Knives Out and this is like the ending of how, in like Knives Out, we don't see this like act of revenge. Right. Like the killer just like gets arrested. Like, that's kind of the justice, but here, like, she fucks his day off. <laughs> Like, it's like his mansion, his island is gone. Mona Lisa's gone. His reputation's gone. Everything. Clear is gone. Everything's gone.
1: Yeah. And yeah. It, felt,
0: it was so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Is Ryan Johnson a genius or is he insane?
1: <laughs> Tell me more.
0: There's a point most of the way through this movie where I wrote down a note that will probably go down in history— you ready for this? Mm-hmm. This is a note I wrote, and I quote, wait, this is just Cars 2. Have you seen Cars 2?
1: Not in a very long time. And
0: you shouldn't. The movie <laughs> is terrible. Cars 1 is a classic. Of course. Love Cars. Obviously. Cars 2 is a steamer. It is so <laughs> bad. Promoting this clean energy solution, this new clean solution that he's going to use in all these race cars. So Lightning McQueen's like, I'll use this clean energy in my car. It's untested. I don't care. Um, But it turns out, like, the bad guy was just trying to make gas, like, better, and he was, like, using these radio waves to blow up the clean energy because they oh, this clean energy is actually, like, highly flammable. It's highly dangerous. So we're just going to blow it up in these cars so they, like, die and get rid of our competition, which is, like, essentially kind of the plot yeah. Of this movie with yeah. the clean energy, like, oh yeah, I'm so good. I'm promoting clean energy. Actually, it's like super. It's gonna blow up. Uh, it ends up, you know, being the reason that the villain gets taken down in yeah, the end.
1: Absolutely.
0: And it was like the good guy that turns out to be the bad guy. I'm like, it's this true. is just Cars 2. Ryan Johnson <laughs> walk up to Netflix with a copy of Cars 2 on DVD, not even Blu-ray. No. Walked <laughs> into their office and said, "Man, have I got a movie for you." And he walked out of there with like five hundred million dollars in a two movie deal. Is he the best like dealer of all time?
1: I, the best dealer, the best, of best all <laughs> dealer of all. The best
0: dealer. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ryan, don't sue me, please. That's not the word I wanted to use. I love you. Please call in. Um, is Ryan the best deal maker of all time?
1: It, it's incredibly possible. I'll give you that one.
0: Because it's the same story. Cars two is garbage. And this movie is not garbage. The opposite of garbage. This
1: movie is phenomenal.
0: Phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it really is. Showing
0: our hand a little bit here, but I love this movie. Yeah, it's It's so good good.
1: It's a good one. And there's... I already know there's so many intricacies that I don't understand as well. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much in the art in the movie Mm -hmm. that points to themes and foreshadowing and archetypes and all of that kind of stuff. And I just... Personally, don't know enough about art history or yeah. art styles to be able to grasp all of those little details, yeah. but I know they're there.
0: <laughs> there was the, the one I know about. It was behind Bronson's desk in that big living room. I forget the name of the art. I forget the name of the artist. So this is gonna be useless. But it's two two just two colored rectangles. One's like small red at the top. One's big blue at the bottom. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, and it was famous because an art gallery, I think, hung it upside down for a while and nobody noticed. Um, which Braun was doing in his place, he had bought it obviously because he's like, oh, I need the you know mm-hmm. super fancy. He was also hanging it upside down because he's a fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I think I saw that one. There was another one that I saw that it was uh, and again I don't know the name of the piece or the artist, but it was kind of an outline of a person, um, and there was a red dot on the chest mm-hmm. where Helen ends up getting shot, yeah, right, and. There's there's a ton more that I just I would love to learn more about.
0: I, th- I actually think that piece is called Icarus.
1: Oh yes, you're because, right. It yeah, is a, flew too close to mm-hmm. the sun. And
0: what did Braun do? Mm. <laughs> uh, makes you think. <laughs> Ryan Johnson is he a genius? My is point, he a genius? point three. Who's to say? He could Gosh. be. He could be. He could be. Is it me? Uh, yeah, I think that bounces it back to your point three. So
1: I think my point three is, as I was watching Duke die the very first time around, you have always told me that I've been able to, like, call things ahead of time. You're so
0: good. Every time we watch a movie, you, like, figure out the plot within the first 10 minutes and it pisses me off.
1: (laughs) And I actually don't consider myself someone who can do that really easily, Um, so it's kind of cool to hear that, but... He's dying, and I'm thinking to myself, obviously, it's the pineapple juice. Obviously. Obviously, because when um, everyone was shot with, you know, that (laughs) disinfectant— Shot
0: in the mouth of disinfectant. (laughs) He's,
1: you know, he says, oh, you know, don't dance with pineapple juice. And I said, that's obviously going to come into play later. You know, it wouldn't be in the movie if it wasn't going to come into play later.
0: And even earlier than that, when they get their invites— like, one of the lines was like, oh, please forward your food allergy information. Yes. I'm like, oh, I bet someone is going to get poisoned at mm, some point.
1: Mm-hmm. See, I didn't catch it then. But as soon as he said the thing with the pineapple yeah, juice. That just, he, like, confirmed it. Yeah. Then he was dying. I was like, so they have just put pineapple juice in his drink. Yeah. I didn't know who had done it exactly, but I knew that that was the reason he had died.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I was pretty shocked that he died of all the people that I was like, oh, all right, who's going to die here? Mm-hmm. Um, he was not on my list.
1: Who did you think?
0: I thought Bron was just going to die. Really? We were planning his murder. It all made sense with the fake murder that Blanc figured out in like half a second.
1: Yeah, that was funny. That was
0: so funny when he said it all. And then he still got shot with the arrow and the fake (laughs) blood. Oh my God, that was a great scene. Yeah, I thought Bron was going to die. I also thought maybe Birdie was going to die. I don't Mm. know why. I didn't really have. I just like, something about her seemed like she was not going to make it. I didn't have any evidence to back that up, and clearly it didn't happen, so I'm just yeah. an idiot, but here we
1: are. <laughs> I, I, looking back, I can see why they chose um, Duke, and I think part of it was because he just didn't have a ton of character depth. Yeah. Um, none of the, those characters really did, but I think because he was one of those, like, macho, only-in-it-for-the-likes characters. Yeah. Other Men's people- rights. Right. Yeah. I think he kind of was an easy target for yeah. probably the demographics of this movie.
0: Yeah, he definitely <laughs> definitely was. But you're saying, like, none of them really had a lot of layers to them, which is kind of like the whole point, right? Because like, yeah. they're like, oh, the glass onion. Even, like, that group met in the old bar called the glass onion, but yeah. all of them are just, like, paper-thin one-layer yes. idiots that are just, <laughs> like... I feel like... Some of the characters I still want to care about. Oh, yeah. Not like all... I didn't hate all of them.
1: No, me either. I just don't think they were, like, fully developed.
0: Yeah. um, Which I think was definitely done on purpose, but...
1: Yes, I agree. Except for, of course, our protagonist, Helen.
0: Yeah. I mean, Helen was great. The whole... I did not see... The twin play coming at all. Call me an <laughs> idiot. Call me whatever you want. But like.
1: No, that threw me.
0: That threw me. And I love it. The flashback that just led straight back to the moment. The entire like storytelling. That was so good.
1: It was done really well. Yeah. So good. It really
0: was. Block's like, I'm not Batman. I you don't know. <laughs> I can't even do the KFC. But Block said he's not Batman. He's like thinking about the plan. Like, oh, can we do it? Can't we do it? And he gets a like wry smile. I was like, oh, I think we can do it. Yeah. And But that whole time we were seeing that, we think she's dead. Yeah. Because she's been shot and that's the last thing we'd see.
1: I know. So like, I felt
0: so bad. I'm like, this poor woman wants to just like. Avenge her sister. Like she loves so mm-hmm. much. She's got. She's a teacher. She's got all these kids. Yeah. She plays Clue with even. Though I know. <laughs> Block oh hates my Clue.
1: gosh. <laughs> like, if, if I had to have a fourth takeaway, that would be that. Some you know with Clue with Bron. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll bring that up once we get to our like quick hits and short notes, but. Yeah. I, yeah, I felt so, like I thought she was dead and I'm like, I can't believe that this poor woman gave her life. Then mm-hmm. when they show she wasn't dead, I was like cheering in my office.
1: I, I think my jaw dropped when she popped back
0: up. Oh, the <laughs> How, self. No, it was a notebook, right? It was her sister's notebook. Her sister's yeah. notebook.
1: How symbolic. Right? That that's what saved her life. Yeah.
0: yeah. Gosh, What a picture.
1: <laughs> what a film.
0: So you want to move on to like the quick notes here? I do. I'm very
1: excited. Running
0: down the list here. So so.
1: we already talked about it, but my first little quick note is that Duke's mom is a genius. I love Duke's mom.
0: (laughs) Best character in the movie, honestly.
1: Yeah. I love how she kind of puts him in his place a little bit. Yeah. Definitely one of my favorite, (laughs) favorite parts of the movie. Did
0: you just tell your mom to shut up? (laughs) Slaps him so good it
1: was satisfying so
0: satisfying
1: <laughs> what Gosh. about you what's a quick note you got
0: I mean I, I have so many
1: oh well, um, you gotta pick one
0: loves his faxes they, the guy sends faxes <laughs> the most genius mm-hmm. person in the world actually sends faxes like an idiot probably because he doesn't have a cell phone doesn't know how to work technology yeah. that should have been at first hint. I don't know if you saw the fax machine I um, did the fax machine that Lionel Lionel thank you uh, that he had in his office had, like, devil horns yeah. on it. <laughs> so funny. Um, but, all right, this guy actually isn't the biggest fan.
1: No, no. Yet he was defending him to everyone. Yeah. It's interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, they all were, but they, like, didn't want to. But, it's like, true. their entire lives are based around this one idiot. It's true. Yeah. What can you do? <laughs> Blow his house up. I mean, you know, whatever.
1: The traditional thing to do.
0: I mean, I, I have so many. You want me to just, I can hit some more if you want.
1: Oh, I need to talk about Please. this one. Um, When Miles is handing out drinks to everyone at the dinner party, yeah. he hands Peg a red Solo cup,
0: <laughs> and she's writing her name on it later because everyone else is. I love that. Peg was such a good character.
1: I, that was so funny. <laughs> the to red make. Solo
0: cup. She's just like she was like always <laughs> in the background, just like hating life,
1: stretching, doing lunges. <laughs> right?
0: But she was such a my second quick hit is Bugs because she the actress that played Peg Jessica Henwick played the character Bugs my favorite character in the newest Matrix movie. Oh. She was amazing in this. I mm. was so seeing her, I was like, oh bugs, let's go. <laughs> uh, I thought she was great in this. Her character, Peg, was incredible. She
1: was really good, yeah. Like, her
0: like always was. just in the background doing something, the line just getting shafted, like writing her name on the solo <laughs> yeah. cup. But even um, another, I'm gonna jump down to another quote. All the uh the malapropisms
1: yes. that can't
0: use, which is such a good word. Blanc says it's a minefield of malapropisms.
1: Which what is a like, great phrase.
0: Incredible phrase. But like all the crap um that Bron says, all the malapropisms, every time Peg is just like, <laughs> what is he saying? Like She's <laughs> the only one there that like has any sort of like, yes. idea of reality. She's yeah. like, and once the first one where he's like, we just have to like Embraviate abbreviate this moment. <laughs> you can see her eyes look directly at Blanc and Blanc just goes, <laughs> great for a podcast, but I, Scrunch my face up in disgust, yes, like yes. <laughs> So funny! I love Peg. She was such a good character.
1: She was a good, very good kind of background, but like really funny character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: More notes. Go ahead. Just you know, shoot shoot off some quick notes. You know, what do you got?
1: What do I got? Yeah. What do you got? I really loved that um Miles said he got Philip Glass to compose the dong.
0: <laughs> right. And then um which uh, Bertie's like who's Philip Glass? Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was so funny to. But, me. Yeah, there's a lot of great music. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good one. Um of course we have to mention them referring to the doc as the what was it? The,
0: the piece of shit. Piece, piece, of of shit. shit. <laughs> piece of shit. Piece of shit. And then he like calls the police. Is like, oh, the stock that this idiot built only appears in low tie. It's not buoyant. And it's a piece of shit. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, piece of shit. Piece it's so of shit. funny. <laughs> <laughs> kind of comes back into play.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I think we do have to talk about Blanc's bathing suit.
0: Was that a... Ba- I, I talked about that, too. Was that a bathing suit, or was that a, a Fred from Scooby-Doo cosplay? I couldn't tell. Then he just walks into the pool with it.
1: He does, which makes me feel like it's a bathing suit. It didn't look like a bathing suit. You're right about that. Oh,
0: yeah. That was... <laughs> that was a play. That was a power play by Benoit Blanc. He knew what he was doing. That was cold and calculated.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Gosh.
1: Um. Then, of course... I I loved the kind of um, comment that Blanc made to oh who was it Birdie when she was talking about how you know she says the truth and if people can't handle it. <laughs> Oh, and I wrote down the quote. What did he say? Uh, yeah,
0: I know what you. are Oh, you're I um, didn't write it down. But it he was so said funny. it's a
1: dangerous thing to mistake speaking without thought for speaking the truth, <laughs> and the only thing she took away from that was you think I'm dangerous. <laughs> <It's> so funny.
0: <laughs> these people really are shitheads. <laughs> I'm here for it. Block and peg. Just like what the hell is wrong with yeah, these people? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I think we have to address the Daryl in the room. The Daryl. The Daryl.
0: The Daryl in the room.
1: You know who Daryl is?
0: Is he? Oh, is he the uh, the hippie? Oh <laughs> my word. he like, was Daryl. We exactly. do have to. I love Daryl. I'm here for Daryl. You didn't I'm even Darryl. know Daryl's name. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't, I don't remember them saying Daryl. He said
1: it in the very beginning. Yeah. I was
0: like, oh, that's just Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know who that is? That actor?
1: Mm, no, not off the top of my head. That
0: was Noah Sagan, who plays the detective in *Knives Out*. So the detective is like, oh, I love all your stories. They're like super hyped oh to be there. Gosh. That's who that is.
1: That's hilarious. So he's back and playing a
0: great character That's who also, hilarious. at the end of the movie, yeah. when Block lights the cigar after it's like, oh, no, this is a no smoking garden after the whole building blows up. Yeah. And oh, gosh, what does he say? Hey, I. Oh God, of course, I can't remember the line, but it's a line straight from the Big Lebowski that the dude says, who's also oh. just like the resident stoner dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Nice.
1: That's a good That's was, like, ending. a
0: great shout-out to the Big Lebowski. Another yeah, there
1: were a lot of good shout-outs in this great movie. Great shout-outs in this a movie. A lot of good shout-outs. But I, I kind of expected Daryl to come into play a little bit more than he did. <laughs> I
0: never did. And
1: I'm happy he didn't.
0: And me too. Um, he deserved to stay in the background. OSA saying. Get him in there for a few... Yeah. <laughs> like, um... When Helen was like going through all the realms, he's just like, "Hey, yeah. <laughs> want to hang out?" Yeah. <laughs> so funny! What a great role.
1: He's just looking for some companion.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I love how Johnson keeps like certain actors just going no matter. Like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in every single Ryan Johnson movie. Mm. In this movie, he was the voice of the bong.
1: Yeah, like Knives
0: Out, he was the voice of like somebody on TV. Yeah, I love yeah. these like little cameos that Johnson keeps of his friends. Little
1: continuity.
0: I'm sure that's a great malapropism. or whatever. You.
1: I did it on purpose.
0: <laughs> uh, incredible.
1: Incredible. Incredible. Well. And then I think the last thing I had for my little little quick notes was when I think it was maybe it was Lionel was talking to Miles and after they had found the napkin, and he said, you know, you've just kept the napkin all this time. He said you didn't burn it or anything. Yeah. Thinking, what an idiot, right? Yeah. And then two seconds later, Miles has the bright idea to burn it.
0: Incredible. It's almost <laughs> like he just stole every idea he's ever had. He's
1: never had an original thought.
0: And Blanc going off on him, like, no, this guy's <laughs> just an idiot. Like realizing <laughs> that he even stole the like shooting. Yeah. I think he's just like pissed off at how <laughs> I have that quote written out. He's like, no, it's just dumb.
1: <laughs> you got any other quick notes for oh, us? I've got so many. Let's Starting from them. the beginning.
0: Love is facts is bugs. <laughs> the quote, boobs give us cheese. <laughs> 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 just something to think about. I is had to get no? that in there. <laughs> um, Duke's mom is a star. Of
1: course. Dietary,
0: shout out to the dietary restriction gang. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to talk about one of the strangest scenes in Modern Semina is Benoit Blanc sitting in his bathtub playing Among Us <laughs> with Angela Lansbury. Yes. Stephen Sondheim, yes. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh-huh. and then another actress that I don't know the name of, but I looked up and she yeah. is the star of Ryan Johnson's upcoming murder mystery television series on Peacock. That's Who that is, I forget her name, yeah, but think, she's the main character in that. I
1: think she was also in Orange is the New Black, she
0: might have been, yeah. I didn't recognize her because I haven't seen that, but yeah, I
1: Yeah, she's, she's well known as
0: well. Like, yeah. but the four people that appeared on that screen, know. I could not believe I was losing <laughs> my mind because, like, um, Angela Lansbury and Stephen Songhai both died after making that, like, quickly, like, wow, soon after I didn't know so. that. That was our last appearance in oh movies, which is like. Sad, because those are two it legends is- of the movie world, an acting world, the musical world. I
1: know.
0: And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a legendary NBA player who just loves murder mysteries. <laughs> 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 I mean, incredible scene. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. That's Even uh, you used to play Among Us.
1: I did. I, mean, I some did Some of my friends. That so yeah. was like, nice. Not in the bathtub.
0: Not in the bathtub, though. And but- not wearing a little fez in the bathtub. No, either.
1: I guess, you know, I could always try it. <laughs> we
0: could, yeah. Drop that laptop in there and <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. What else? Gosh, I have so many. <laughs> I said I need to know what watch Benoit Blanc is wearing because uh, a few scenes like that watch made. It's called the Omega Seamaster. It's a chronometer. It's like $11,000. So, Oh. My birthday's coming up in a few months. Just something what was the other thing about. you
1: wanted? Oh, the box. The box. The so I, need, I
0: need the box, the invite, and the Omega Speedmaster, mm. if you don't mind.
1: Um, are you going to loan me the money? No.
0: Mm. You make more money than I do, so...
1: Not
0: that much. Well, <laughs> fair enough. All right, let's see some of my other quick notes. Blanc looking like Fred out here, swimming in his clothes, WTF. <laughs> Another funny thing is um, when Peg is handed the Red Solo Cup, uh, the line that is said is they're talking about like believing and things. And they say uh, this is red pill stuff, which is a reference to the Matrix. And mm. they hand the character from the Matrix, the Red Solo Cup. Just, wow. I see you, Ryan Johnson. I see what you're doing out here. Uh, and then after Benoit Blanc solves the murder and Bron is just pissed off. He's like, what are we supposed to do? Just play Yahtzee here all weekend? And I'm like screaming, yes, please. Yahtzee's the greatest game in the world.
1: It's your favorite. That's a
0: dream. Take me to a desert island with Benoit Blanc and let us play Yahtzee all weekend. i I'll knew be the happiest man in the world.
1: I knew you'd like that line.
0: Love Yahtzee. Yeah. Great yeah. game. Game of skill.
1: Mm, we'll let that one lay there." <laughs>
0: Let's see my last few notes. Like, holy shit, she's alive! When she, yeah. I know she wasn't actually dead. wasn't shot. The letter that's hidden at the center of the Fibonacci circle, which is called the golden spiral. Yes, like, I I oh, talked
1: about that too. I don't so know where, good. but yeah the the golden um, the golden ratio symbol oh, yeah. is what it is and. I actually you got me a an interior design book I when did. we were in Bar Harbor this summer mm-hmm. and it talks about that symbol in the book and how it is you know the math formula used to create harmonious proportions and compositions in art and what a great symbol to use to have that the napkin in or behind right. Yeah. Um, I think it, it kind of encompassed a lot there. So that was cool to see. It was
0: awesome to see. Um, last few notes, Minefield of Malapropisms. Incredible. It's a line. Great, I know we talked about it already, but Benoit Blanc's lines, like random one liners, are insane. It's
1: worth bringing back.
0: Him getting pissed up at every Malapropism is all my friends getting pissed <laughs> off every time I make a pun.
1: <laughs> mm, you're not wrong about that one. All right.
0: That's, you know, you didn't have to confirm <laughs> that. Oh, the quote that um, Noah Sagan's character says is fucking A, dude. Fucking Yes,
1: a. that's what I thought you were thinking. Yeah,
0: directly from Big Lebowski. Yeah. Love it. That's, that's it. That's all I had.
1: So... I do want to bring up some plot holes that I found. Yeah, you mentioned
0: you had plot holes, and I said, Corinne, save it for the podcast.
1: You did. Anytime I talk to you today, actually, that's what you said. Yeah, literally to me. about
0: anything. You're like, oh, how was your day? I said, save it for the podcast. He
1: did. He did. So I guess maybe you can clear some of these up for me. Maybe I missed it.
0: Which is weird because you've seen it twice. I've only seen it once. It's
1: true, but you're a movie buff.
0: That is true. I am pretty buff. Anyways, <laughs> what were the plot holes?
1: <laughs> so the first one I had is. Helen went to Andy's house, mm-hmm. yes, after she had died. Yes. And at the house a box was delivered. It was the invitation. It sounds like the box was delivered after she died. Mm-hmm. So my question is, why was she invited if th- Miles knew she was dead?
0: There's so a couple of things on that. They do mention that she was always invited to all the yearly hangouts, but never went.
1: I missed that.
0: Um, so I think it's just a continuation of that, and my other thought is just like shipping time. And it was the pandemic. They make it clear that the pandemic affected everything.
1: That's true. Like
0: actually in the movie, so like probably took a while to ship this giant ass wooden box to somewhere, and it just happened to be during that time that she was like, "Hey, I found the letter. What's going on here?"
1: That's true. Okay, so then that makes more sense if she was always invited. Yeah. To those hangouts, but never went. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that actually clears up another one of my plot holes. But then my other one is she died from sleeping pills.
0: That's what it was made out to be.
1: Yes, but the news or, you know, autopsy or whatever said that she, they said that she died in her car because she was In the car, in the garage, with it running. Yeah. Which means she would have had carbon monoxide poisoning. Mm -hmm. But that didn't come up. They said it was the sleeping pills.
0: Who said it was the news?
1: Yeah, or...
0: I forget what. Because she was definitely poisoned immediately from that drink from Braun.
1: With the sleeping pills, is what they said was in her system. Yeah. So I think there's just some loose ends there. Was she...
0: I'd have to watch Did it Did she again die from the
1: sleeping pills? Did she die from the carbon monoxide
0: poison? I don't think she died from the carbon monoxide poison. Right. Because that was a plant. Because Braun moved her body to the carbon monoxide. Yes. And, or her, moved her body to the car, turned it on, left it in the garage. And as I first thought, it was carbon monoxide poison. Uh, maybe to make it look like an accident, like she took the sleeping pill, fell asleep when she got in the car. Accidental death. So there's no reason to look for her.
1: But the news said it was an attempted suicide.
0: So there's even more reason to not look for a suspect.
1: Correct. I'm just saying, there's some yeah. there's some plot holes. Just there. overkill.
0: I mean, Bron was an idiot, so you're right. The point <laughs> is like, oh, kill. there were sleeping pills, also the carbon monoxide poisoning. It just makes him seem like more of an idiot, which could have been the point.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, one other yep. plot hole was how any of them survived that explosion.
0: Yeah, Beyond a lot of explosions. Me. Beyond me. Yeah.
1: Um, the entire thing imploded on itself. Well,
0: yeah, the whole house did implode. The glass onion on top blew up. I think they did a good job because like the helium went up through the vent Mm -hmm. and that's what was on fire. So nothing in that room was technically on fire. It was only after the helium circulated through the house, it started coming up through the vents in the house that caused the fire. So that room, I guess, didn't really explode. It was the glass onion above it exploded where all the helium went. And then like the vents were shooting out the fire like flamethrowers. I don't know. I mean, obviously, they probably should have died anyway because it wasn't. (laughs) Explosion. It was
1: a large explosion. It was. I'm yeah. glad they didn't, but yeah. they
0: were definitely damaged.
1: A little. Yeah. <laughs> they all walked at the they end. They did though.
0: all walk away at the end.
1: So, and then I think the last thing I had was the glass on the Mona Lisa was so sensitive, as they yeah. pointed out the entire movie. Yeah. But that entire scene where she's lighting things on fire. And breaking all the glass, the Mona Lisa glass is not moving.
0: <laughs> at the start of that scene they showed it closing. So I doubt it would have kept opening. I think it would just would have stayed closed as it did until she opened it with the um, override. That,
1: so then maybe just get rid of this whole section.
0: <laughs> well no it's a good it's a good discourse about like seeing plot holes and like you didn't see the answers to these but I saw the answers to these like people see different things in the movie. Now everyone's looking at the exact details as everyone else. So, you watch movies multiple times.
1: That's fair. <laughs> so, I think that was it. Because, I think that was it. yeah, because the other thing I only had was why well, was whiskey at the last get together, but Andy was not, you know. But it sounds like Andy never went. Yeah, she
0: just so. always declined the invitations.
1: Yeah. So, then that clears it up for me.
0: Nice. Yeah, that, I mean, that's really it for me, too. Alright, I think it's time for ratings. I'm gonna let you rate first. I'm still so, I'm still so brewing up my rating here. So I'll let you go first.
1: So I think prior to our discussion on the plot holes, mm-hmm. I think I was gonna give it a 4.5. Okay. Because I still had those reservations. I think I think I'm gonna give it a five stars. Oh I I, I do because there's really not much to dislike about this movie. The I think it was a little bit slow in the beginning, but for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I really can't find too much fault with this movie. Yeah,
0: I agree wholeheartedly. I was thinking like, am I really gonna rate this five stars? Am I really just gonna like go back to back five stars on the knives out of the series? I think I have to. Yeah. it's amazing. I, you're dead on with like it was a little slow in the beginning. I was like, hmm. What's Ryan working on here? Like, I really hope it picks up. But, man, it picks up. Everything he does is genius. The flashbacks that go to modern day, the twin switch, the death, the pineapple, everything. <laughs> Incredible. I, it's a five-star movie. It is. This is a ten-banger between it is. us.
1: It's everything in this movie is done with intention. Uh-huh. And it really shows. Yeah. It really shows. And there's intentions there that I haven't even discovered yet. And I I think that's what makes it really exciting is I know I can go back and watch it again and find more things.
0: I am pumped to give this another watch. Yeah. Maybe in a theater. We'll rent out a theater, watch it on the big screen. Sounds good.
1: (laughs) It's a good one. It's a great one. I'm really glad I watched this. Me too.
0: Well, I think that wraps it up for us. Oh, Um, my goodness. This is the first episode of the Cinema Arcade. You're the first guest on the Cinema Arcade.
1: How does it feel to have the first episode in the books?
0: It feels great. It went by so fast. We have an hour of recording here, and it just sped by. I love talking about this movie with you. This is such a great movie. You're such a great guest. Thank you so much for your support with the podcast, coming on to talk about an incredible movie. Just thank you.
1: Anytime, anytime. I cannot wait to do this again. I'm so excited. And I know we live together and we're engaged, (laughs) so I see you all the time, but um, this is a really fun thing to do, and I'm really excited for you to kick off this podcast.
0: Thank you very much. I think on that lovely note, uh, we're going to end it here. So thank you all so much. I will see you next week. No spoilers for the next movie. Mm -hmm. Definitely because I haven't planned it yet, but (laughs) I'll see everyone next week. Thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, thank you for the support. Uh, Glass Onion, incredible. Ten banger. Please go watch it if you haven't yet. But if you haven't watched it and you listen to this, what are you doing?
1: All right. Have a good night,
0: everyone. Good night, Corinne.
1: (laughs) Good night, trainer. (laughs)